All right, guys, welcome back. It's episode two. It's Cole. Join with me once again is my co-host, Aaron. How's it going, guys? And we just wanted to let you all know to start off here that we got this obviously improved audio here. We got a lot better production quality here. And uh, the date today is May 7th, 2019. We're just going to go over a few things here before we get into the main meat of the podcast and another interview here with mystery guests. So uh, a little bit of the upcoming content we plan on putting out here. Joey's going to be doing power rankings, as some of you know from previous seasons. He's going to be releasing those on Tuesdays after the draft. And Aaron, Joey, and myself are actually going to do a group power ranking article where we'll be ranking all the teams collectively. We're going to take our average and then uh, everybody's going to get their ranking. And then our episodes are going to be released on Fridays and Saturdays, probably every week. We might do bi-weekly every once in a while, depending on how busy everybody is. And then our next episode we're going to put out is going to be a two-parter. It's going to be a draft recap with interviews from you guys live from the draft, your opinions on teams, and then uh, we're going to also do some in-depth analysis at the end of each roster. So it's going to be a, a really big episode, probably around 45 minutes or so to an hour, I would say, at the most. And then we're going to go over a little bit of news here, and then we'll get into the meat, like I said. First story, this came out today. This is really big obviously this dude just has the worst luck out of anyone in the nfl it would seem jason pierre paul he broke his neck in a car accident about a week ago apparently so he's expected to be out for the season could be a little bit longer than that potentially even a career ender who knows bad luck with his hand earlier in his career as well next story we got here amari cooper his contract demands are quote shockingly high apparently so he's going to demand around high teens almost $20 million a year. Most likely we'll see if Dallas is willing to shell that out for him. They kind of lost all their leverage by uh, trading that first rounder for Amari Cooper. I mean, they can't really let him walk at this point. Amari kind of has the uh, ability to demand whatever he wants and he'll probably get close to it. Yeah, they're going to have to pay the man. That offense is looking good though now with him in there. More Cowboys news here. Uh, Travis Frederick, he's actually doing well. He had a Gillian Barr syndrome, I think it was called. And uh, he missed a lot of time last year and he's going to be back in the lineup this season. Then we have Martavis Bryant is planning to apply for reinstatement. Uh, He was obviously suspended for drug-related issues last year, and who knows if he's ever going to get back on the field again. He flashed for Pittsburgh a few years ago, but we'll see if he can get back in there. AJ Green is the next story here. Last story we got, he's fully expected to be back for training camp after toe surgery this year. He missed the last few games of the season. And now we're going to move into our interview here with... The man himself, Ryan Richardson, a.k.a. The Fantasy Hawkeye. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Pretty good, dude. Welcome to the league. Honestly, I haven't talked to you uh, in a few years. We used to play a little bit of Madden together back in the day. It's been a while. Yeah, I know. I, um, You know, this college hit me, and uh, it all just spiraled downhill for all of us really communicating. Um, a lot of personal stuff coming up, and... Uh, yeah, everything's been uh, going good. I'm glad that uh, you were part of this league as well and uh, excited to get this thing kicked off. Yes, sir. Good to hear from you. So before I get into asking you a million questions, how did you uh, you two meet Aaron and Ryan? We met through one of my favorite YouTubers, Mr. Hurricane, and really the only guy that I watch personally. And ever since then, we haven't been in uh, too big contact um, over the years, but um, it's always been a lot of fun. In case you guys don't know, of course, I'm an Iowa fan, for those of you who don't know. And 
he of course and Aaron of course is a Penn State fan so um we do have a friendly rivalry going I guess is what you could say though it's not a big thing or anything for either of us but um it's always fun to uh talk about the Big Ten and all in general with him we did have someone else who um unfortunately um neither of us have heard from for um several years now and um it was an impersonator that was made um by the name of a Mr. Hurricane's agent who I believe is from uh, Ohio, if I remember correctly. And I, uh, like I said, I hadn't, uh, he's a Buckeye fan, by the way. I hadn't heard from him in a long time too, but the three of us would uh, talk all the time uh, together. And um, really ever since, right. Yeah. 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 We had a big bet. We had a bad in league one year, uh, a few years ago. I forget. I was in a, I was like in the divisional or like a title game or some sort. And I did end up losing but it was a fun experience, and that was really the only online league that I've done, too. I remember you playing somebody on this pod and said championship game. You be quiet. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get into some of these questions here. So where are you from, man? I am from, I'm actually from Omaha, Nebraska. I know this sounds crazy, an Iowa fan living in Omaha, but there's actually a lot of us um, here in the uh, city of Omaha. I, uh, it's a great town. And uh, my parents had a move fr- here together from when my mom was in a uh, graduate school. Um, my dad's from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and uh, my mom's from a town uh, just outside of Dunlap, Iowa. Good stuff. Good stuff. What's your favorite NFL team? You know, um, when it comes to the pros in me, I don't really have one, especially especially in the NFL. I don't really do much in terms of favorite pro teams at all, really. Um, I support um, my former Iowa players, and especially for the NFL, I I would not be able to have a favorite NFL team really and be able to do fantasy football. It was either one or the other for me. Yeah, the definite conflict of interest, you know, you have a wide receiver who you want to score a lot of points, but he's playing against your favorite team. It does create that kind of weird conflicting interest kind of ordeal. I can definitely feel that. Yeah, and I just don't, I've never really been interested in dealing with that. Yeah, I remember that at the beginning, but kind of feel more for fantasy, honestly. I say that, and then the uh, game start, and I get salty when the Ravens don't win, but you guys know how it is. Mm-hmm. So who's your favorite current NFL player? You know what? I mean, um, like I've said before, I'm an Iowa fan. I go Iowa bias. George Kittle and his star um, from the fifth round. You know, when I saw Bethard get drafted in the third round and Kittle in the fifth. I thought this was going to be the dynamic duo that San Francisco was going to need. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for Bethard, but he's still doing a good job down there as the backup. And I really like how um, Kittle has become as an NFL stardom. And right now, he's really been my uh, favorite guy to watch in the league. Oh my goodness, man. Yeah, George Kittle was my savior last year in fantasy. Tony, you know what I'm talking about. Those 32 points in one half. I ended up beating Tony in a playoff game last year by like one yard because of Kittle. So I love George Kittle as well. (laughs) So what are some of your uh, hobbies? You know, um, I'm not big into uh, hobbies, really. I'm really busy with work in college right now. Um, I'm actually currently working on trying to transition over to um, full-time at work this summer. Um, I'm at the maximum with my company's uh, part-time hours plus college, and um, I want to really start going full. But um, I have been golfing since uh, third grade. I do it a lot for fun, 
but um, a lot of the things that I do, though, I play a lot of video games. I'm a PS4 guy. I also have a PC, and then I really just watch a lot of TV, a lot of sports stuff, a lot of uh, shows. I watch a lot of Survivor. Um, Great show. Gordon Ramsay shows. Yes, I I love The Amazing Race. Um, we watch, um, and our family, we watch a lot, any of the Gordon Ramsay shows. Um, and for me, really, any just sports stuff, really. So what made you want to uh, play in this Dynasty League, and what's your fantasy sports history been like? So this is actually very interesting. I'm going to go into the fantasy sports history first. I started back in 2013 with the NFL. I was in second place for my very first time doing it. I had uh, Michael Vick as my quarterback that year. I remember I also had uh, Calvin Johnson on that team. Really from that, from then on, in order, I really got into NBA basketball and MLB fantasy a lot more. And then um, I also do um, college fantasy football as well. I will tell you, I did try hockey this year. Let's not go into that because I was completely lost and I still don't really know what I was supposed to be doing in that. But nonetheless, I won an MLB last year. And in college football, I have been in second and third place several times in NFL and the NBA. You play in any Debbie leagues? Uh, no, not really. It's just really just for fun type things. I just do anything that's free for fun, um, except for this now, really. And the reason why I joined this league was because um, my dad does his own dynasty league. Now, in his league, he has they do auctions throughout the whole year. And all, and I'm just, I'm not really good with managing all that. You know, what's interesting too is there was a spot that was open a couple of years ago, and um, the owner, the main owner's son actually got the position. Um, I was never asked about it. My dad never really mentioned it to me at all that there was an open spot. But the interesting thing too is that I um, always helped uh, my dad draft too and stuff, though, as well as myself. So I I co-do it with him and I do my own stuff as well for a fantasy. And ever since um, Aaron got to me that day last year, sometime I forget when it was exactly, sent me that message on Twitter, let me know saying, hey, you're interested in this? I uh, jumped right on it and say, uh, yeah, I definitely want to do this. One of the big debates that I had when I was, because obviously as the commission, I had to like determine all the rules and whatnot. I, I had a debate if I wanted this to be like a draft style league or an auction style. And I think in the dynasty community, it's generally more approved to do auction format just because everyone has a fair shake in the, in their opinion. You know, you have a fair shake. Everyone can get the players they want. Um, but I just feel like, especially since this is like most people's first time doing dynasty in this league, uh, I just don't think I didn't want to overwhelm people with too many new wrinkles and twists. And so I decided to, mostly leave auction off to the side we do have the free agency auction in march but that's you know that's like free which that i love i think that is a great idea Mm -hmm. definitely that's uh one of the favorite things i found someone across for rules you know everyone has to put in a couple players into the free agency pool you know get a chance to snipe some guys from the bottom of other people's rosters i really like the idea and i think it's gonna that's really the only kind of auctiony style input that i wanted to uh, incorporate into this league anyway yeah it's an awesome addition for um how overwhelming you know auction style drafts would be i mean i i obviously probably wouldn't be able to yeah. do much with that but with the free agency style of it is absolutely perfect for a league like this yeah. nobody's a math major in in this league i don't think uh i don't think we'd be able to sit and budget uh 
how what percent we want to spend for each position just uh not at least off the bat anyway maybe down the road definitely not you know right off the bat let me just hire an accountant real quick just for free agency <laughs> sure why not all right boys well, it's great to have you back ryan and we will transition now into our main segment Okay, so how do you prepare for a draft? We figured that we should uh, bring this in here and just kind of gloss over this, what kind of stuff some of us are doing to prepare and get ready because there's a lot of information that you need to have available to you when you're making these picks. We're actually uh, 46 days away from the startup draft for this league, which might seem like a lot of time, but considering that this draft is going to set the foundation for your team for the next two to three seasons, if you have a bad startup draft, you're looking at quite a rebuild ahead of you and so it's really important if you haven't started already to kind of start thinking about you know how you're going to prepare for this draft you know what your game plan is going to be and obviously you don't have to figure out 40 rounds like every what player you're going to take in every single round but i do think you kind of need to start thinking about you know what like which direction you want to take your team in as we'll go into here in just a few minutes Okay, so this draft is going to be done differently than probably any of you guys have ever done a draft before because we have obviously 40 plus roster spots. So how long is the draft going to take? How is it going to work on the the first day and afterwards? Yeah, so this draft's actually going to be done in two segments. Uh, there's going to be a live draft component and then there's going to be a slow draft component. So the first part is the live draft and that's going to be that Sunday, the June 23rd, 3 p.m. Eastern. And for that, that's going to be like any like redraft fantasy league you've ever played. You're going to be on the clock for, you know, two minutes, three minutes, maybe. And you're going to have to make your pick in that time frame or trade it out. It's going to be like any league you've ever played in. You you'll know how that's going to work. Um, And that's going to go for anywhere from like 12 to 15 rounds. Uh, It kind of just depends on how quickly we move through the draft and how, you know, how long everyone wants to keep going. You know, there's like a group of people that don't really want to draft anymore. It's going to be kind of hard to keep drafting on that day. It'll just depend on how much the burnout people are feeling as we go on. So yeah, on that Sunday, whenever we decide we're done with the live draft portion, whether it you know be the 12 rounds, the 15 rounds, what have you, we are going to transition into a slow draft format. And it's all going to be done the same way on the website. You're just going to go on the website and draft your players. The only difference is instead of having, you know, two or three minutes to make your pick, you'll have up to four hours to make your pick. So like, let's say you go on the clock at like 3 p.m. your time, you'll have until 7 p.m. to make your pick. Like You can make it at 3.01, but you have up until that time to make your pick. And what I'm going to do is after two hours. So if you start at three and you have made your pick by five, I'll send you a text or a DM or a message, whatever, and say, hey, Two hours have passed, you're on the clock. And if you don't pick by that four hour period, you're actually going to be getting skipped. And it's up to you to get back to me as soon as possible to make your pick. So like let's say Ryan like sleeps through his draft pick or whatever, and it goes pat so I have to skip his pick, and then the next two people after Ryan make their picks. And Ryan then get, wakes up and says, hey, sorry, I was asleep. Like, this is the guy I want to pick. If Ryan wants to pick somebody that was picked in that time frame, like those two picks after him, uh, they're off the board, so he can't take them. But any player who hasn't been taken up to that point is still up for grabs for him. So if you miss that timer, it's your responsibility to get back to me. I'm 
not going to go after you and say, hey, your pick got skipped, et cetera, et cetera. It's kind of going to be your responsibility. I don't think we're going to have that issue, but that's just kind of in the back pocket in case we do run into that problem. The other thing to know about this draft is it's 40 rounds. Uh, Obviously, we have 48 roster spots, so this draft does not encompass the entire draft. The startup draft is for veterans only, so there's no rookies that are going to be picked during this draft. What we're going to do for the rookies is it's 40 rounds in the startup draft. For 39 of those 40, uh, you'll take players. And then with one of those 40 picks, you will have to pick the rookie draft spot you want to draft from. And obviously, if you want an early round rookie pick, you'll have to use a earlier startup round pick on it. And so in lieu of taking a player, you'll have that rookie draft spot for the rookie draft. And that draft's going to go, like this startup draft will probably last until early to mid-July. We'll probably give like a week or two week you know, break from drafting because I'm sure everyone will be a little burnt out by the end. And then we'll have this rookie draft. And the important thing to note is unlike the startup draft where it's, you know, you have the first pick in the first round, you'll have the last pick in the second. In the rookie draft, you have the same spot in every round. So if you have the first overall pick, you'll have the first overall pick in every single round. Those picks are a lot more valuable in that sense than your startup pick spot. All right, cool. Well, uh, what about the uh, scoring setup, the starting lineup requirements, and the roster size? What are all those? Yeah, so I guess I'll start with the the roster size. So as I mentioned, it's 48 roster spots total. And then you also have four injured reserve spots. So you you can have at max 52 players on your roster, which is pretty deep. Within that 48 players, you can set it up pretty much however you want, but you do have to meet certain starting requirements. So you could start one quarterback, two running backs, and then have five wide receivers and one tight end. You could do one quarterback, four running backs, so on and so forth. Um, you know how flex spots work. Uh, and then you also have a kicker. I think that classifies as offense. So that's 10 on offense. On defense, you've got three defensive linemen, two linebackers, three defensive backs, and one IDP flex. And then you also have a head coach. So in total, you have 20 starters, and those have to be filled out every week. How you choose to you know, fill up the other 28 spots on your roster is up to you. And for scoring, obviously, I recommend going on the My Fantasy League website and just going like right on the home screen. It'll have a link that says click here to look at your league scoring. But just so you know, it's 0.5 PPR, 5 points for passing touchdowns, and negative 3 for interceptions. The IDP is one point for every half tackle. So one tackle is worth two points. Uh, There's points for sacks, interceptions, fumbles, or fumble recoveries, fumble forces, you know, pass deflections, like anything that you do on defense, they'll get points for. Also something new that not all of you guys may be aware of, there's also a coach spot in this league. So explain a little bit about that one, Aaron. Yeah, I think I might have touched on in the first episode a little bit. Uh, I did want a coach in this dynasty league just because, you know, you're manning your own professional team, so you need a coach to lead that team. Basically, you'll get points if your coach wins his NFL game. You'll lose points if he loses his game. And then there's also points given for the margin of victory or defeat. So if he loses by, you know, six points, he's going to lose less points than if he loses by 24 in his NFL game. And then the same applies, you know, for winning. 
if he wins by 31 points, you're going to get a lot more points than if he wins by three. It's something different to think about having the coach. So now you got to think what round uh, would a coach go? Like, I have no idea what kind of ADP data there would be out for a coach. Sean McVay, I would guess, could be the first one. All right, so now that all that's taken care of here, we'll go into a little bit of how teams will be preparing, what kind of strategies you could possibly employ, and then ways that you can prepare for the draft. So we'll let uh, Aaron explain a little bit here, and then we'll get into it. Yeah, so like I mentioned, this draft is going to set the foundation for your team for several seasons. So you need to come in with some kind of game plan. Like the worst thing you can do is just wing it with your picks. And I really don't advise doing that because your team's going to suck and it's not going to be very fun to play with the team that sucks. So you need to come up with some kind of game plan. And pretty much any strategy you're going to come up with is going to fall into one of two camps. You're either going to build a team that's geared to win now which is you know i'm going to try to compete this year or next year and then after that i'm looking at a rebuild and then you have a win later strategy which is i'm probably not going to compete this year or next year but i'm going to accumulate younger guys and hope that those young guys develop and get me championships down the road and at the top of the draft obviously guys like saquon barkley Devontae adams you know joe mixon like those guys achieve both of those goals, but the further you go down the board, you're going to have to make a decision between, do I take Julian Edelman, who's going to help me win this year and then is probably gone, or do I take Traquan Smith, who could, might not do much for me this year, but he's has a chance to be a really good receiver down the road. You know, these are the kind of decisions you're going to have to think about when you start deciding what players you want to take. Because you, you're obviously going to have a mix of players that are going to help you win now and win later. But you don't want to end up in a spot where you have too many old guys and then your team's not good, which you know defeats the purpose of having those old guys. And so you just want to make sure you have a solid plan. Like, I'm going to have these positions that might be a little old, but I also have these insurance options that are younger so that you know you have a succession plan. Like, you just don't want to be caught off guard by your own draft is probably the biggest key there. You just have to have some kind of plan that you don't get screwed, you know, one season, two seasons down the road. And if you ever feel like your team is in bad shape with age, you can always trade some of your uh, older players away to teams that are closer to winning just for draft picks in the future. So you can kind of rebuild your team a little bit quicker. There's a lot of options in dynasty to figure out what you want to do. That's really the fun of it. Just uh, constantly moving pieces, you know, moving philosophies. Not everyone's, trying to win you know this season you know some people are trying to build for next season some people are trying to build for two seasons down the road just uh lots of options uh but you just have to know what the options are and know what the best course for you is so just a couple of things to think about as you like start planning for your draft you know you're gonna have to i'm not saying you have to know 40 rounds where the players that you're gonna take like i'm in round 37 i'm gonna take this player but you do kind of have to start thinking about what which strategy you want to employ and then which players are going to help you achieve that goal so once you pick which you know camp you're going to fall under if you're going to win now or later you have to start thinking about the kinds of players that are going to help you achieve that goal like i'm not saying that you need to have it figured out who you're taking in round 37 but especially early on i do think you need to start thinking about which players are going to help me achieve my goal and so a couple of things to think about as you start thinking about that, uh, probably the most important is age. 
a guy who's 32 years old at wide receiver is probably not going to help you win in the future. Like he's probably good for one season and then he's gone. And so you probably wouldn't want to draft that guy if your goal is to win in the future. Likewise, if you're trying to win right now, probably don't want to take like a fourth string running back at the beginning of your draft because he's probably not going to help you very much. Um, Some other things to think about, you've got like contract situation. So like a guy who just got re-signed to a four-year deal, he's probably going to be on that team for, you know, the next two to three seasons for sure. And so there's a lot more security there if you're trying to win later versus, you know, you might go and buy a guy who only has a one-year deal if you're trying to win right now because that's all that matters to you is this one season. And he's probably going to be cheaper because he doesn't have that long-term security. Um, and then the only other thing I wanted to talk over was just like team situations. So kind of like I alluded to before, if you're going to draft a guy, if there's a guy you like that you know is like fourth or fifth on the team's depth chart right now, you probably don't want to invest an early round pick in him because you know he's not going to give you an immediate reward right now, especially if you're trying to win now. You kind of just have to take a look at what the team looks like right now and kind of think, what what is this team going to look like you know this year what's it going to look like 2 years down the road and kind of evaluate that in conjunction with you know the age the contracts obviously like the the player skill and just kind of mix all those different things into this draft plan you've got going on so we've given you the couple basic little things to start thinking about right now and uh now we'll go into the ways to actually go about preparing for this draft so uh, let's kick it over to Ryan. Uh, Ryan, what are some different things that you're doing in terms of preparing for the draft right now? Because I know you've definitely, you've been ahead of the curve, I think, for several months back. Yeah, I know. It's actually very interesting being someone who um, is on their first time doing one of these dynasty leagues like this with a coach, with 40 rounds, with a rookie draft, with all this other stuff. It's very interesting um, of how I'm going about this here. So I have what is, so I use um, a few different sites. I do my own rankings. I have print sheet sheets. I also have a separate cell document. So I have like starting lineup, the starting lineup that you guys will require. And then I have what is called my main backups. And what this is, is it's each individual position. How many backups do I want at each individual position? And then I have my separate rookie draft backups because most of them will end up being backups. So it's like I have that completely separate from the main draft backups, if that makes sense. I also have a separate notes category that's like, take all of this stuff. Um, I have like my own separate rules. I have the rounds in which I want to take late round stuff like coaches and kickers. I do have that planned out already, um, but I don't have any positions lined up yet, if that makes sense. Um, I generally don't do positions. And the reason why I don't is because I do the same thing every single year. So I don't do positioning. I don't say I'm going to take this and I'm not going to, I don't do like, I'm going to take this position, this round, this position, this round, this position, this round, because everything, not only does it change, 
But I also, for the most part, try and stick with my same plan every year. I never pick individual players. I never do because it always changes. I just do positions based stuff. The only times in which I have specific players is um, a list of separate Iowa players on my board that I'm going to be taking. And not only do I have all of this, but I also have a section that that is correspondent to um, the main draft lineup, like a draft summary section. So I have like numbered one to 40, and then I have a rookie draft section for the rest of, for that particular draft as well. And then I have the spot written in which round do I want to take my rookie draft pick? And then I have the rules. So like two components, live portion. I have slow draft notes. I have all this other stuff. I have which positions do I want to flex spot to fill in the starting flex spots and then corresponding to how many backups at that one particular position I'm going to make. If so, if I decide to go an extra running back there or an extra tight end there or an extra wide receiver there corresponding to how many backups I have in the lineup. Yeah, that sounds very detailed. I like the way your approach works and I haven't uh, gone into it that much in depth. I've just uh, personally, when it comes to actually starting my rankings, I've thrown it into a Google doc and just been going position by position, basing it off uh, ADP, age, team, depth chart, number, et cetera, et cetera, for myself. And this isn't even draft positions for me. Because like I've said, I do the same thing every year. So I don't necess- So I don't do an Excel sheet just for that. That's where my cheat sheets come in. So that's completely separate from what I just talked about. So what kind of websites and uh, podcasts or media do you use yourself? I don't use any podcasts, really. What I do is... Um, I use what my dad uses. I use um, football guys a lot. I um, have email set up with them. I actually use my dad's account with it. He and I share that. I don't like Roto World. I mean, it's okay, but a lot of their rankings, sometimes I just disagree with it. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know about this when it comes to the middle rounds for them. Um, NFL.com is the same way, so I don't really use them either. I mainly go off of my own gut a lot of times and knowledge. And I go through and I use football guys as well as I mean, I guess I'll use NFL.com and stuff, but I'll use it for like the little bit. I only use it to like fill in little itty bitty details. I don't use it for like the big picture stuff. That makes sense. Yeah, I pretty much use uh, just a mixture of everything I listen to. A lot, a lot of podcasts. As some of you may know, my uh, drive out to college is about an hour uh, there, an hour back. So I usually get about two episodes of uh, pods through a day. I go through a lot of uh, DLF Dynasty podcast, um, Fantasy Football Today, Dynasty Command Center, uh, Fantasy Pros, some Roto World, some uh, of the NFL Fantasy, not too much anymore. And then a little bit of uh, BDGE and the Fantasy Football. It's just all kinds of stuff. Pretty much everything that's out there on the market I've listened to at least once. And yeah, it's not hard to find uh, people talking on podcasts about Dynasty or just fantasy football in general. Like there's literally dozens and dozens. If you just go on Twitter and look up Dynasty podcasts, like you'll find a ton of options and 
ultimately though they're just pieces uh, ultimately you have to take all their opinions and advice into consideration and like ryan said make your own i think the best way to do it's making your own rankings determine you know how you feel about these players given all the information like from websites from you know draft data from podcasts and stuff and then you decide based on that you know how you feel about the players yourselves just having all that information on hand yeah, it's definitely a process to go through and make your own rankings, but you are so much better off if you make your own because you never know if a, you might be way higher on a guy that some website would have down in the round five rounds lower than what you actually have a guy graded at. So you need to make sure you have your own uh, ratings if you want to really, really get the most out of this draft. Exactly. And that's uh, that's why you got to start thinking about it right now because it does take you know, a little bit of time and thought. I mean, it's not like it's hard, hard, but it just takes time to all the players and your thoughts on them and we are you know 46 days away from the draft so every day that goes by that you're not thinking about it at all that's one less day you have to take into any uh, information or you know make some rankings even if you issued like a couple players a day you know get through like one position a week like you're gonna be in great shape and you're not gonna end up taking you know zay jones in the third round or something absurd like that because you might really like him, but then if you go and look, he's not going to like the double digit rounds. You know, you just, you don't want to screw yourself over too badly, and so you just gotta start taking some precautions and some thought now to avoid screwing up two months from now. Take a look into some of uh, the uh, websites with a bunch of uh, ADP data and other statistics, such as the Fantasy Pros has a lot of. Uh, free stuff if you go to like dynasty league football dlf.com they got a lot of stuff football guys uh fantasydata.com the pro football reference basically anything you can get your hand on it's probably good to start preparing if you haven't already because if you don't you get there and you'll just get hit like a ton of bricks with your draft so real quick before we uh wrap up this podcast here uh, i do have a little bit of a commissioner message or a series of messages to get out to you guys uh, the first is regarding the startup draft. It looks like we're pretty much locked into having this draft in person at my house in Maryland on June 23rd. So for those of you that are able to make it, let me know if we can be expecting you at my house just so I can know like how many you know, chairs and like seats I'm going to need to be getting set up. But yeah, for you guys who are away, you are going to need to make sure you have that afternoon off. Now, even from work or family or whatever, like you're going to need to be available from like three o'clock Eastern to let's say like six o'clock Eastern, because that's where we're going to be probably having the draft within that time frame. And so you need to be free that day. You're going to need, you're going to need to have a computer. I don't really advise drafting from your phone during the live draft portion because it is like if it's a four hour timer, it's not really a big deal to go on your phone and click on whatever. But if you only have three minutes, I just wouldn't advise doing it over your phone. Uh, so I would definitely make sure to like have a laptop if you bring it to my house or just be on your computer for the live draft part. And I will send out some additional information on how we're going to do that startup draft. Um, probably like a week or two before the draft. Uh, so just be ready for that. And then lastly, I just got one quick, um, it's not a rant, but just kind of like a, so we're all on the same page regarding the group meet. I know that we have a couple people that have it muted right now. Like I'm assuming that's because when the, uh, when the draft was going on, on, you know, last Thursday, 
I guess some people were trying to sleep and so they muted it, which is fine. Um, ultimately, it's your call if you want to have the chat muted or unmuted, whatever. I can't really make you pay attention to it. But just know that if you do have it muted, it's ultimately your responsibility to still check the group me because that's where I'm going to send out information, you know, about the buy-in, about the draft, about roster cuts, you know, those kind of things. And if you don't pay attention to that chat, ultimately you're not going to get that kind of information. Like that's why Graham ended up getting kicked is because I just couldn't get a hold of him because he wasn't paying attention to the group me about the buy-in and stuff. So you guys just are going to have to make sure to check it. And if you don't, it's kind of on you. Like it's going to be end up being your your fault if you don't see that the roster cuts were due like this day and like the deadline passed and you didn't cut your players. Um, so just kind of keep that in mind. If the noise is what bothers you on the group me, uh, you can just mute it on your phone, like mute the sounds. That way you're still getting the banner on your like the top of your phone, but you're not you know getting spammed with those notifications. It's just a little PSA. Um, just know that if you keep it muted, it's up to you to pay attention. I would hope everyone unmutes it because so, you know it's fun to talk in there. But ultimately, it's your choice. All right, boys. Well, thanks for listening to this episode here. We're going to have another one coming after you post-draft. Like we said at the beginning, it's going to be a big boy episode. So until then, we will see you all at the draft. Good luck to you. Don't forget to prepare, and we'll see you in uh, 46 days later. Goodbye, y'all. <laughs>